give yourself grace enough to learn and adapt and mm -hmm. grow mm -hmm. into the new habits you want to form, a new version of yourself. Hey y'all, welcome back. Welcome back. My name is Taylor Chandler. I'm your host. I'm a licensed therapist and certified health coach and a life coach. I'm here with my friend James today. And the, for those of you that don't know, my background is in fitness. So I'm still a certified personal trainer, health coach, and certified fitness nutrition specialist, but I'm no longer doing personal training for people. Um, although I think it's not wrong to expect that Thresh is going to include a physical fitness component. But I say all of that to say that is a huge foundational point for me and James's friendship. And I've always said, and it is still so true, that James is a better trainer than me. <laughs> and he knows so much more about the body than me. And although I am a great trainer, I'm a great fitness person, James is better. So I love having him talk about fitness and about his own healthy habits and how he teaches his clients and his patients how to lead healthier, happier, and more full lives. So with all that being said, Here's James. James, hey. Hey, Taylor. Can you tell us how we know each other and why are we talking? And what do you do? Just give us the whole thing. The whole thing, the whole background. All right. So uh, for everyone out there listening, Taylor and I met 10 years ago. I think it's been mm -hmm. 10, 10, 10 years of friendship. Yeah. Met 10 years ago. Uh, and just pretty much hit it off and been talking, been friends ever since. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's, it's been a, it's been a very, very fun ride, very, very nice ride this past 10 years. Um, and even though you live down in Atlanta, I live in you know, Richmond, Virginia, I would still have to communicate, still have to stay in touch and, um, uh, keep each other encouraged and challenged and, mm -hmm. and, and sharp. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but yeah, but you know, outside of us, you know, uh, I'm a corporate wellness contractor. You know, I work for a Fortune 500 company. Um, contracted in there to help them keep their health insurance costs low as a company. Uh, really, I just I like to get in there and just kind of teach. I call them students. I don't call them clients. Uh, so I teach my students how to keep themselves as healthy as possible while living, quote unquote, their best life. Mm -hmm, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, but other than that, I'm also the co-owner of a medical fitness business in Richmond, Virginia called Healthy Fit RVA. Um, and Taylor, you know about this company. Um, we do have a Healthy Fit corporate, uh, but Healthy Fit RVA is the first uh, medical fitness business that is actually credentialed with insurance. And so we're able to accept patients with insurance to get our services covered. Um, first time it's been done. Um, so it's been a, a nice little challenge. Mm -hmm. And but it's, with everything going on, particularly now, uh, this is the direction healthcare is going to be going in the next few years. Um, I need to just keep that recorded for like when someone is introducing you for an award down the road, okay? Because that was a really, really good nutshell. Our conversations are just so good. I just get excited talking to you because I just know that like there's so many, you, you just bring so much. So I'm excited to get into People it. People are in store for a treat. Yes, always. And one thing I love about our friendship is that it goes like there's so many different avenues. Um, like we met and connected, I think just personality wise, but then our mm -hmm. love for fitness and we were both fitness professionals and how that grew and then mm -hmm. how our friendship has just evolved and been able to like flex in our lives is really, yeah. really, um, it's really a blessing. It really is. So I appreciate it. Really you. Is a I appreciate you too, Taylor. Mm, well, thanks, James. Let's get into it because we could talk about 30,000 things. We really could. But I asked James to come on to talk about habit forming. So this is a little bit of a detour from a lot of relationship talk that's been going on on the podcast and also like on my Instagram account. But healthy habits is so, so, so important and really underlies a lot of the things that 
I have been talking about, that we have been talking about. Healthy habits really underlies a lot of the work that we do. Um, Also, you know, in just like our fitness and our physical health background, habits is a huge, huge part of that. And James, you're really good across the board, I think, with relationships and understanding people. Um, Mm -hmm. You're naturally empathetic and intuitive and also smart and rational and that you have that balance. You also know how to do this yourself and also help other people build healthy habits. So I just think this is a really important conversation because we could talk about all these other things on top of habits, but if you don't have the foundation, then you really don't have anything. So this is a big part of it. What do you think? When I just say, when I say habits, like for you, James, what is that? What What are some things that you think of off the top of your head? Habits. You know, uh, we are creatures of habits, just first off. Like, people tend to do things that, one, make us comfortable, mm-hmm. uh, and two, we're just familiar with. We don't want to break familiar, familiarity. Mm-hmm. Uh, familiarity. Fam- yeah. Is that the word? I, I was like, yeah. it makes your tongue do something weird in the back. Like, yeah, it's, it's hard to say. Yeah. Familiar. <laughs> it's okay. uh, you know, <laughs> we, tend to, we tend to stick to what we know, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so... When it comes to habits, I don't think a lot of us recognize the habits we do have, whether mm-hmm. they're uh, positive or negative. Um, I know I have some good ones, I have some bad ones. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I try to be aware of the bad ones that I do have and try to uh, propagate the good habits that I do have. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, there are a couple habits that I definitely know that I recognize that I do every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, I am a fitness professional, medical fitness professional as well. So they tend to revolve around that realm. Um, but they're interdisciplinary, so they don't just stop there. Yeah. So one of the ones that I definitely do every day, I drink water. Mm-hmm. You know, our body is 67% water. Uh, so when you, when you don't drink water consistently, you, you are starving your body of an essential nutrient that it, it, you're made of it. Yeah. You know, uh, you can always find me with my, my cold canister of water. Is always. it a gallon? Do you carry a gallon around? Or no, you- actually, I found out I don't like drinking from tumblers or mm-hmm. shaker cups or I'd, I'd rather have like a adult sippy cup. <laughs> <laughs> as funny as that yeah. sounds, uh, it's either a Gatorade bottle or it's an adult sippy cup. Okay. And I drink water from those a lot better than anything else. Um, how, how much is it? I'm not okay. Okay, let me be more clear. I wasn't asking if it's like like in the plastic gallon. Like I'm asking, is it equal to a yeah, gallon? Now. Is it is it's the volume that you drink? It's a 24 day. ounce, 24 ounce canister, and I drink this maybe four or five times a day. So yeah, okay. right around a gallon. Okay. Yeah. What's a gallon? 128 ounces, something like that. 128. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so just trying to stay hydrated. Yeah. That's important. I find it important. So I, I try to share that definitely with as many people as I can. Um, one of the things that I, I do that I find very simple and I do it multiple times a day mm-hmm. is I have moments of peace. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this this goes, it's not necessarily fitness, or but it's in the realm of health and wellness, I would mm-hmm. say. Um, you know, I'm an early riser. I like to get up between 4 and 4.30 uh, if I'm running late. <laughs> 40 you know but uh <laughs> if he's running I'm late start- 440 okay <laughs> you all know right, uh, so i get started early mm-hmm. and i pretty much go all day long and so if i'm not careful i will just continue to go all day long mm-hmm. and so i find little times during my day to just sit and be yeah that's it just sit and be um usually it's in my car mm-hmm. uh when i'm getting to work i'll sit for like five minutes just sit and be still yeah. When I get out of work, sit and be still, back home, I'll sit. Um, it's not long, but it's enough for me to bring myself back down to earth without feeling like I have to accomplish everything in the world in that mm-hmm. day. Um, it's a regrounding. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly yeah. what it is. Uh, the the current of life, you know, we can get into this this whole philosophical idea I felt of it. i'm like mm, i'm trying i'm trying to let you get through because i i you know how i i want to i know yeah i want to i want to hear everything that you have on this yeah uh but like you said it, it, it definitely keeps me grounded yeah uh, moments of peace 
But the one habit that I definitely it's it's good and it's bad. I can be a little bit of a stickler for it. Whatever, you know, sue me. I'm really big on time. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I tend to have a habit of making sure I use my time wisely so I'm not late for anything. Uh, I, this, again, goes outside mm. of fitness or wellness. It's just, for me, it's respect and discipline. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we're talking about habits today. So being, being disciplined on time can allow for other habits and i will come back to that point you know what you don't even have to come back to it because i actually i think i'm on the same wave as you because i have a i i'm I'm glad you said what time meant to you because you said you mentioned like respect Mm -hmm. um and we share that like that thing with time and respecting time and that kind of thing because i was i was going to ask you right before you said that i wanted to know what the meanings were behind those three simple habits for you but they're so important like what does it mean to you to be hydrated now that doesn't sound like a question that usually goes with like people are like oh well just drink 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 water just to do it like you're just supposed to do it I want to know for you like what does it mean to know that your body is majority water and that you want to continue to replenish your body with water throughout the day why is that important to you yeah, it's uh, it's like I said, it's a lot deeper than just the hydration. No pun intended with the water joke there. Oh, oh, uh, I caught it. <laughs> I caught it. Uh, but it's you know, it's it's a practice that I like to do. That for for me, it's just a version of me taking care of myself. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so where you know we all have vices and there are things that we tend to do, turn to whether it's Coffee, tea, soda, mm-hmm. uh, what have you, um, minus water, and it, it lets me to it allows me to remind myself that I have to take care of myself mm-hmm. as well. And mm-hmm. you know the the students, patients, whomever I'm I'm treating, talking to, coaching, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I fell into that trap before, where I was taking care of everybody else that I was not taking care of myself, and it showed. Uh, I wasn't performing well in the sports arena. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't say sports, just, you know, working out mm-hmm. intramural sports. Mm-hmm. I'm not an athlete. Don't, you know, whatever. But um, I consider you a lifetime athlete. I think there are certain people that are I, lifetime athletes. That's a, yeah, that's a huge compliment. I appreciate that. You too. Thank you. Uh, we're at, okay, I'm just a rabbit hole. I'm not going down that hole. <laughs> Y'all, uh, let, me but, just, let, let, me, let me interrupt <laughs> because, because for people who don't know or didn't, haven't been, because those, those uh, first lives that we did were maybe in like, I mean, they were a couple of months ago. But the reason why me and James keep saying, like, okay, like, stay focused, stay focused, is because we go down, like, every rabbit hole when we talk when not when we're not being recorded, <laughs> okay? So that we are trying to keep it um, – we're kind of we're trying to keep it focused because we could go super deep on too many things. So that's why James keeps doing that, and I keep doing that. Okay, go but on. But what's down there? <laughs> I'm like, oh, I just want to go. I just want to go into all of it. We're, we'll get a good bit out. We'll get a good bit out here. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, yeah. So you know, the water, the water is, is important. That's my health. So yeah. the reason I do it, it, it is my health, and yeah. I've lost before, and that's super ironic and contra, you know, contradicting to what I do. Mm-hmm. You know, I um, agree with you. Like, I think when I when I when I reach for water or think about. Um, okay, if I haven't been drinking water enough that day, and especially, like, you know, with, with coronavirus or whatever, like, our, my schedule changed, like, the way that I moved through the day changed, and yeah. I, I realized I was drinking less water. But when I reached for it, honestly, like, I, I share that same thought of, like, I'm doing this because I like myself. Like, I'm mm-hmm. drinking water because I care about, like, my organs. I'm drinking water because, you know, like the, those kinds of connections to why it's important to drink it. Because, you know, yeah, I could say it's my preference, but that deeper meaning behind it, there's yeah. honestly, it's self-love behind it. That's what it is. Yeah. It's like I'm it doing is. this because I, because I care about myself. Um, yeah. I know we're getting super deep about water. Um, 
<laughs> but that's kind of how me and James are about this shit. Like we really, we really well. feel like this. Um, we really feel like this. So it's kind right. of nerdy, but uh, I think it, I just think it can help people to understand, like to make that connection. I know you're really big on that, like connecting to why we're doing mm-hmm. things. Um, and so am I was to throw out a bunch of habits that anybody should adopt, I think is reckless and it's overwhelming and it doesn't actually mean anything to anybody. So if you're not right. connecting to a why it's, we, we just drop, we drop things and that's not just um, like habits like this. That's just anything. That's, that's career. That's relationship. That's woo. okay. So how about mind? You said that you make it a habit to ground, regrounds yourself and to like have stillness time in your yeah. day. What does that mean to you? Yeah, so as, as I mentioned, once I get up, I go. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a I'm I'm a morning person. I'm up. Once I'm up, it's time to go. I'm doing everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know as well as I do that when you are in this this arena of stress, whether it's good stress or bad stress, mm-hmm. for too long, your body uh, has side effects. Uh, and so I mitigate that with moments of peace. Mm-hmm. Um, so I. And I tell myself this, and I'm also I've been told this plenty of times by others, just to make sure I rest from time to time. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, water's for my health. Moments of peace is. I mean, you can say it's for my health as well. This is more so, I would say, mental health versus physical health. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, for me, if I don't slow down, at some point, I'll either run off the rails or I'll burn out or run out of fuel. So I, I have to slow down sometimes. Yeah. It sounds to me, if I had to like put that in a nutshell of a why, what I heard you say was it gives you space. Like instead of having things back to back to back and, compi- and piled on top of each other, having mm-hmm. those moments of peace gives you space. And whatever that means, like, it's what it means, like space yeah. to think, space to decompress, space to be away, space to isolate, space, to, you know, whatever that is, space to yeah. organize thoughts. But it gives you space rather than, like, jamming thought after thought after thought, action after action after action. Um, so, yeah, I think that's really important, too. I also meditate every day. Um, so those moments of, like, peace and stillness are super important to me as well. So I'm with you on those three. And time, you you is there anything else you want to share about time? No, I mean that's I, I think with time, like we we both share the same sentiment. It's just mm-hmm. a, a little bit of respect, not just for ourselves and our time, but other people in their time. Mm-hmm. And this is a currency we will never get back. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're always spending this currency, so we have to find a way to spend it wisely and save what we can. Yeah, um, and that's just. I think it's a matter of respect. Yeah, I agree with that. And I would add to it that when you take your time seriously, when you care about being on time, I'm big on sending messages to yourself. When it comes to like, so there's that aspect of like how, how someone is perceiving you when you are on time or when you're 15 minutes early or when you um, confirm appointments with them, things like that, that has to do with other people's perception. But to me, more importantly, although I do find those things important, um, more importantly is what that leads you to believe about yourself and your life. When I'm on time, I'm telling me that my time is valuable. I'm telling me that what I have to do today is important. So beyond like your perception of what, of what it is, even though like, for example, your perception as my friend, that matters to me because I care what you think. Um, Mm -hmm. But I don't care more than what I care, what I think about myself. So if I'm treating my time in a raggedy manner, like just kind of like sloppy, um, late 15 minutes everywhere or don't, not showing up or not confirming appointments with people or missing appointments with people, you know, that that's a message I'm sending to myself that I'm not, that I shouldn't take myself seriously. And that's so much more yeah. detrimental than someone else's perception of you. Mm. Yeah. No one loves me more than me. You, you're just saying it. You love, love my time, love my respect for myself. That's self-love. Yeah. Self-love. 
Mm-hmm. So yeah, those are three simple daily habits that James has. Drinking that water, mindfulness, moments yeah. of stillness, and caring about time, being cognizant of time, being respectful of people's time, your own time and others. So those are really, really good. Um, I, what are mine? I, meditation, simple and important. Yes, water. I don't, I'm not too big. What'd you say? When you say meditation. Yeah. Uh, take me through that. Like, what do you you mean with meditation? Are you in the corner, cross-legged? Humming or you know, it might be that it might look like that. I let meditation be what it needs to be. So there's, but I have like my go-to. So sometimes I really need like a guided meditation that day Mm -hmm. uh, where I want someone to be talking me through like either a scene or a process or even affirmations. Um, so it can be that. And I do have a meditation corner in my room. So I have like a meditation, like a big meditation pillow and a little table where I have like candles and like a blanket because my dog likes to sit on my lap. Um, I, I, I make it like a, like a, it's a cozy corner for meditation and I only use it for that purpose. Um, so, but I also like, sometimes I meditate on my couch, um, it, and like by the window. So it kind of depends like how I'm feeling that morning um so yeah sometimes it's guided sometimes it's to like kind of like i would say typical meditation music so like this i like like an atmospheric sound Mm -hmm. um but i actually recently i recently decided to start meditating to um instrumentals so for example yeah like yes indeed by drake um, it's not just Drake. Who is it? I don't want to. Is it the baby or little baby? I don't know. It's one of the babies. It's one of the babies. One of the babies. One of the babies. Um, or like, what's another one that just came up? Meek Mill, but like no words to it. So I, right. I was, I'm actually testing how I feel about that. Like for me, it's an energetic. It's tapping into an energetic. Um feeling that I want. So when I go into a meditation, my first, before I start it, I think, what do I need from it? Do I need to be grounded and peaceful and calm? Like, are my thoughts everywhere? Am I feeling anxious about something? Do I need quiet? Or do I want to like, because I'm like you, I'm a morning person. When I'm up, right when I wake up, it's like, it's amazing yeah. how what that feels like. That like that morning flow is crazy, okay? Yeah. So sometimes I want to like, capitalize on that so that's why i'm like testing this whole rap hip-hop meditation situation to see like how i feel getting into that energy um and what that does for me so it's interesting i haven't thought about that when we're done with this i have a Okay. Okay. Because I, I I do want to know what people think about it because I'm like, okay, do I want to make, do I want like this to be a group? Do I want to like try this in a group setting? Because I, I do think there's something to that. Well, especially like, you know, I'm black, you're black. Um, some people that are listening to this are black and some people aren't. Okay. It's a mixed bag. So, but right now I'm talking about, let me talk about black right now. One thing yeah, that um, has, this has been, mindfulness has been largely excluded from the black community. Um and for plenty of reasons, okay, but let's just kind of keep it at the fact that it's been largely excluded from the black community. And sometimes that environment of like this sort of like super soft, uh, meditative, trance-like state isn't always appealing to us. That's, that's, mm-hmm. that's what I have, that's what I have noticed. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I've noticed that there that there can even be like a discomfort, whether it's because of the environment itself or because of feeling like, oh, I'm the only black person in the room. We don't really have to get into all of the reasons like why those feelings exist and all of that, but they do. So that's one of the reasons why I've been wanting I've wanted to like try this uh, other avenue of meditation and kind of making this more uh, inclusive. Or like more touchable yeah. for black people and other people of color to kind of get into mindfulness meditation. Because it doesn't always have to sound like this classic, typical meditation thing. You can you can backdoor it. You can you can get right. into that state however you however feels good to you. 
Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad you, you're you're doing this and thinking about that different avenue. You know, it's kind of a, a joke when I said or sitting in the corner, cross-legged, you know, mm-hmm. humming. People think when they when they they hear meditation, and so mm-hmm. you know, if you can you can break those boundaries and those stereotypes and stuff. Um, like I said, it tends to be more inclusive. Yeah. Mm, so we'll be talking about that after after this. <laughs> so. Yeah. Okay. Wow. See another rabbit hole that we were not planning yeah. on talking about, but look at what came out of it. That's important. I want to ask you, James, one to two or more, if you have it. Okay. Cause I'm open. I want to know what obstacles you think exist in forming good habits, whatever habits those are. Now we threw out some of ours, but just in general, like what are some obstacles that people might face that you've seen with, with your clients and patients? Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I I I numbered my three the way I did purposely. Okay. The way I ended was with time. Mm-hmm. So the obstacle that most people have an issue with, at least who I, I come in contact with, is time. Uh, there's not enough of it. There's too too much of it where you, you just you be lazy, you don't do anything. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have too much time, um, it's a construct that we tend to build around ourselves to where we are deceiving ourselves with the amount of currency of time we actually have. Uh, that perception is, is dangerous. And I think out of, we've had this conversation, out of all the people I've worked with, uh, students, clients, patients, whatever, uh, I've only actually met one or two people who literally had no time mm-hmm. uh, to form any kind of habit. And yes, I am talking about in the, the world of like health and wellness, but this is for anything. Mm-hmm. Um, Habits, habits is going to require some time. And so, you know, I, I am always trying to form the habit of reading. Just read more. Um, but I have to tell myself to make time to read. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for me, this, this looks a certain way. And I understand that I can be very methodical and very mechanical when it comes to how I approach, you know, uh, this, I call it currency, this currency of time. Mm-hmm. But, it doesn't have to be time. Doesn't time doesn't have to be your enemy? It's not an enemy, you know. When when people say there's not enough time in the world for certain things, you can almost create time like you did by what was you say you canceled your membership, mm-hmm. your gym membership, and created four more hours in the week, you know, mm-hmm. uh, stuff like that. Time time is just it's an obstacle. It's a perceived obstacle, and whenever there's perception, there is there is either uh, there's a fight or flight response that we have to it. Mm-hmm. We either succumb to it or we find a way to overcome it. Mm-hmm. And so that's, I love talking about time. Talk about Me too. Time. Me too. I literally <laughs> just wrote on my post-it right here, time, because I have something else I want to talk to you about with time. Um, before you go on, this is a common question. How much time does, how much time does it take to form a habit? Yeah. You know, I, I've actually Googled that, that, question myself Mm -hmm. a few times Mm -hmm. everyone asks that question and there's different answers yeah uh which leads to believe it's different for different people yes so if if it is something that you actually look forward to doing it's something you actually enjoy it's not going to take you a lot of time to form a habit to keep doing it um if it's something that you know you're kind of reluctant to do or you just have no desire to do it it's going to take you a lot of form that habit Mm -hmm. and it's not going to be it probably won't be a pleasant experience mm-hmm. um so i i think that tends to be a loaded question um how much time does it take to yeah to form a habit you know I think it, so too. It depends, yeah on on what you like and if you like it if you don't like it if you need to do it if you want to do it it's yeah. almost uh subjective it is um so i don't i don't think and i knew i knew i could ask you that question because i knew you would give the right answer <laughs> because there isn't one that's the thing there's uh, not a right answer it's it's not 90 days it's not 12 uh-huh. weeks it's not 60 days it's a case-by-case basis and I think you hit yeah. a lot of layers to it you know like desire is a big thing um ease of access to something like for example if, if if the gym that you go to is 30 minutes away it might be more difficult for you to form the habit of going to the gym Versus mm-hmm. if it's right across the street. So like the ease of access to something, um, right. or any past experiences with it, whether negative or, I mean, there's so many different layers to it. So I just don't think 
um, it's not that I don't think I know that there's not a there's not a direct answer to that. Um, I think we could probably I think we both can agree that willpower is is one of the most, if not the most important uh, aspect or variable. Um, I think that. Yeah, I think that that's that to me feels like the most important variable. Like, how much do you want it? Mm-hmm. Um, because that kind of takes precedence. What do you think? Uh, I think I, I think that's something people forget. Um, willpower, and there was a uh, there's a difference between being willing and being able. You know, some people are, are willing and not able, and some people are able but really not willing to to make that uh, change for habit. Mm-hmm. You know whatever it is. Yeah. And so will, willpower definitely goes into it when it comes to time. Yeah. Overcoming the obstacle of time. What are some other obstacles to forming habits? Uh, well, I, I honestly, you know, when you said willpower, I, willpower, I never thought about that being, a, that is an obstacle. Mm-hmm. Um, having the desire to do something, uh, whether it's to change a habit or create a habit. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think everyone can agree that we all have some things that we like to do and some things that we probably shouldn't do as much of. And, you know, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day is around the corner. You know, everyone wants to create those, those new habits and everything. And so, damn, uh, let me add that to the list. We're going to talk about that later. We're going to talk about that tonight, actually. Let's do it. I didn't even Um, think about it. But yeah, the, the the willpower to have to either create change or make change. Create, am I saying that right? Not create change. Create a habit or change a habit. Mm-hmm. You know? uh, I didn't even consider that. Time was the biggest thing that I had on my list. Okay. Okay. Know? Anything, any other obstacles besides time and willpower? Let me put on my thinking cap. I'm trying to think if I can think of any obstacles because I, I, I got questions for you, but I didn't think of my own answers. Um, <laughs> okay, 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 okay. I have, I, have a, I have one. I have one. I'm just going to throw out this one. Okay. A lack of a plan. Like not Ooh. having a plan. Yeah. So just kind of like, I don't like this thing, and I – but now that I done started the sentence, I'm just going to have to go with it. Throwing spaghetti at a wall. You know what I'm saying? When it's like, let me just see what sticks. And you don't have a plan. So here's the thing. And I, I can feel it in my heart that this is something I feel passionately about. So I'm trying to keep, I'm trying to keep my voice down. But what I, what I'm, what I'm feeling in my body right now is this um, honestly, a frustration. It's, it's a there's a bit of frustration on my end of when 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 someone real when someone says like, well, I, I want to, but doesn't create like a step one, step step two, step three. You don't have to have all the answers. Your step one, step two, step three can be research. Uh, let's talk about the gym for it. Let's just keep use that yeah. as an example. Cause that's a lot of things. Right. That, that's, that's a big goal that a lot of people have to like make it a habit. And um, you know, like you said, with new year's coming around the corner, physical things are often on people's list. So if your goal is to go to the gym, you don't have to have a step one, step two, step three for how you're going to like, for example, lose the weight or drink more water or whatever the goal might be. Um, even yeah. just to, just to show up three times a week, but, it, but a step one, step two, step three can look like research trainers in my area. Um, yeah. figure out step two, figure out what gym they go to, what gym they work at. Step three, make an appointment at the gym. That mm-hmm. requires absolutely no knowledge of what you have to do. I mean, you know, that's literally just, such groundwork um, and so simple and that can lead you in the direction that you want to go. But that is also a plan. That's a plan. It's a plan. That's yeah, a plan. it is. So having a, having a, having a plan, I think is so important. Um, so that I find that to be a huge obstacle, both in someone's physical health and mental health. Um, and I'll say this one other thing about like mental, emotional, relational, social health. Let's put that all in the same bucket for this comment. Liking pictures or memes on Instagram is not a plan of action. 
<laughs> you feel you I know you feel me being so yeah, serious yeah. right now. You you I know yeah. you know I'm very serious. I know like, yeah. liking pictures <laughs> or sharing memes, the repost, the comments, all that is great. And I do believe that there's an energetic exchange that happens when you do, are like um intentionally engaging with certain material like on social media. Um mm-hmm. but that's not a plan. Okay, those are ideas. And ideas are not plans. Ideas can evolve into plans. Ideas can be a catalyst for making a plan, but it's not a plan. So that's really, really important. And if you don't know the next steps to take, that's why there are people like James. Okay. That's why there's companies like a healthy fit. Okay. Because these are people who can put action plans in place for you. But if you can't step up to the plate, Someone's not going to come in down into the dugout and drag you mm-hmm. around the bases. Okay. Yeah. So that's hard. What do you think about that? I, I, I like the direction you went in. We talk about, you know, tapping things on Instagram, hitting, you know, hitting it twice. Mm-hmm. Give that like real quick. Uh, relationship goals, business goals, uh, ending uh, generational, you know, debt, mm-hmm. whatever you know, creating generational wealth, but not doing anything mm-hmm. to, to start that process. Uh, and the internet is, it's, it's a tool. It's not going to, it can be, I'm going to use a hammer as an example. Mm-hmm. Uh, the hammer can help you build if you put the right things in place for it, mm-hmm. or it can tear down, mm-hmm. you know, con- uh, constructs. So, the internet is it's just as that. It's just that. It can it can help you if you use it wisely. It's a tool. Like yeah. you said, you can research things to get you started. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't need to have the, you don't have to have all of the answers, but taking that next step. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget which movie this is from, but do the next right thing. What is that? That's that's from a movie. I can't remember what the movie is from. That's from a but movie. But do the next do right the thing. next right thing. It's I mean, there's, like there's do the right thing, Spike Lee. Is that what it is? Or is there a right. different quote? Do that's the next right quote. thing? That's special. Okay, that's something different. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, okay. I don't know that uh, one. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, do, do the next step, the next right thing. Yeah. This is going to bother me. I wish I knew what that. It's a Disney movie. So for those of you listening, you know, with, with kids, I'm sure you've all heard that before. Okay. The next right thing. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Uh, so, but yeah, you know, you don't have to have all the answers. Uh, and in in my line of work, when someone comes to me and they say, Hey, I want to lose, I want to do this, this, and this, I have this, this goal in mind. Mm -hmm. Um, the first question I ask them is why, Mm -hmm. you know, we just, we talked about this earlier today, tonight, uh, having a why attached to what you want to do, whether it's a habit or a goal or whatever. Uh, the next thing I ask them is how. Um, and, you know, granted, most people don't know how, but to talk to someone to get that first step started, yeah. to get the, the actionable steps yeah. started. I, uh, I, I literally just had a phone call with someone today. They used my free call link. So it was a 20 minute call with this person, totally free. They didn't, uh, we didn't go forward with any, with any service. Right. Like they, they didn't, we didn't set up a, a next one on one call. They didn't do like a package thing. No, no. But the best thing about it was that he just signed up for the free call. Okay. That's yeah. it. And he yeah. got, he got a lot of really good information about what he could do next, some possibilities. And I also sent him, uh, I sent him a worksheet that I created about some things that we talked about. Okay. For free. Okay, so all you have to do is reach out. Just reach out, okay? Because, yeah. again, like, like we, we keep harping on this. You don't have to have it all figured out. That's why, you, that's why you're paying someone else to figure it out, to help you figure it out, okay? You, yeah. you know, you don't have to have the whole plan. But it does drive me nuts when, when someone kind of just talks on and on and on about what they want, what they want, what they want, but doesn't take the step. Um, that's, a whole, that's a whole thing. That's a whole three-hour series, Um Ambition versus practicality. Oh, for goodness That's sake. Good. We could just go on. Um, I'm going to go a little bit out of order because I want to ask you this question next. Let's do it. What you got? I want to know 
how do you recover when you either failed at forming the habit, um, right. like you fell off, or maybe you just never took the step. Maybe it, maybe there has been something that has like been an idea in your mind for a while and you just never taken the step. You've never, you've never made the call. You've never, you know, signed up for on the email list. You've never, you know, you haven't made the step to get it moving. How do you like regain confidence in yourself to keep moving forward? How do you recover when you feel like you failed? Ooh. Yeah. So I think that's the operative word is fail. And the, the, word you put before that was feel like. And so there's a, that's I love James, y'all. I can't help it. (laughs) I can't help it. Okay, go on. Let's break it down. Top it it up. Let me let you Uh, go to it. You you feel like you fail. Uh, I had had to teach myself this. I'm going to be honest. Uh, For the longest time, you know, I I tended to be a perfectionist through middle school, high school, into college and stuff. Uh, and I always said I had this quote unquote fear of failure. And I used to brag about that. It, I couldn't even start to talk about how erroneous that, that whole thought is a fear, fear of failure. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, you only fail if you learn nothing. If, if you, if you start a habit and can't complete it, or you can't even start a habit, um, and you do have this feeling of failure, if you learn nothing about the process, then yes, my friend, you have failed. Uh, but if you've learned about the process, what not to do, what you can do better, it's not a failure. Mm-hmm. You know, you've adapted and now you are able to take the next step, do the next right thing uh, towards that habit again. And you probably will fail again. Mm-hmm. But it's not failure because you learned something from mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And so. Uh, one of the things that I, I had to give myself was, and we've had this conversation before, was grace. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's this this expectation that we all set for ourselves. It's super high. And and without without getting too biblical and philosophical, we've all fallen short. Mm-hmm. So of this, of this expectation. But that's what grace is for. That space between where you have fallen short and the expectation of what you desire. Mm-hmm. You have to give yourself grace, you know? And so for myself, when it comes to habits that I have wanted to start or habits that I started and never fully solidified them mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, falling back again, I have to give myself grace and say, it, it's okay. What did you learn? Yeah. Okay, don't do that again. Let's try something different and move from there. I really can't think of a more perfect answer than that. That's probably the best and most important answer to that because we could like run down like practical, like more tangible things that you could do. Like, oh, like mm-hmm. sit down, like write an action plan, like call your coach, like text Taylor. Like, what does you, what does Taylor think? You're doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. You know, those are like those like tangible, practical things. And like, yes, you should like, having layers of support or like things you could kind of put your hands on. Like that's really helpful. But the most lasting, most important thing, or can you recover without, without grace? I believe that you can. I do believe that you can, um, you can like make a plan B. You can just kind of say like, dust yourself off and try it again. Um, that to me isn't grace because what you're, what you're talking about, grace and forgiveness go hand in hand. So if I can give myself grace, I can forgive myself for them. I can forgive myself for the mistake. I can forgive myself for the mishap. I can forgive myself for falling off. I forgive myself for not meeting the expectation. And when you can forgive yourself, then you can't, no one can stop you because you just can, you, you just get opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. Yeah. To just try it again. I just got chills. Mm. Ain't you? Oh, you know I love to talk about this stuff. I just love it. I just love it. Yeah, wow. You hit the nail on the head with that one. That's going to help somebody. So important. I told you. 
the hammer is either a tool to build something or something to tear, tear something down. Yes. You know, I heard there was another hammer quote, another hammer quote. Okay. Let me give you this one. Let me throw you, let me, let me, let me try to, let me try to get, let me try to dig this one up. <laughs> <laughs> something like this. Oh, I got it. If a hammer is the only tool you have in your toolbox, you'll treat every problem like a nail. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? Like, Ooh. you just keep trying to just bang it, bang it out. And it's like, can I just yeah. take a step back? Can I take a step back? And like, can I reassess? Do I need every pop like a nail? Yes. Can I, are there other tools that I need in my toolbox? Maybe what I'm doing isn't working. Can I give myself grace to try it again with something else? Can I ask for help? Can I, yeah. If every hammer, if what Lord, I done messed it up. (laughs) (laughs) If every, let me get back into my, let me get back serious again. If every tool you have in your toolbox, no, that's not it. If the only tool, this is it, y'all. This is it right here. If the only, if the only tool you have in your toolbox is a hammer, you'll treat every problem like a nail. There you go. There it is. There There it is. is. Okay. Wow. Yeah, you hit that one on the head. Nail on the head. You hit the nail on the head. You know, I apologize. I tend to be very philosophical when it comes to a lot of these. (laughs) I love it. You know, I love it. I love you it. Know. You know, one thing I've learned in this in this process of Thresh is how to take those philosophical things and make them more touchable. Like mm-hmm. um, yeah. because that that's that's a struggle for me too. Because I think we can have these like very like lofty conversations, but that's not always the most helpful thing. Sometimes like, you know, to make it more like touchable and practical is so important. But the philosophical right. things they remain true. It's just that, you know, we do have to like bring it down to earth and make some like, you know more um yeah i call it touchable like touchable yeah no like, you're conversations right. you know right so, wow good okay um here's the next thing here's the next thing the importance when you are like trying to build these healthy habits and you know we're going into the new year and i do i definitely want to talk about new year's 2021 um <laughs> Lord, please just get us to 2021. But as you're like envisioning, as someone's envisioning like this new life that they want, these new habits that they want to form, um, how important or unimportant is it to consider the people that you're in contact with? Like, who do you need around you? Who do you not? Who do you need not need around you? Why? Why is it important? What do you do about it? Tell me. Yeah. Ooh. Uh... So my face just contorted, you know, when you when you start asking that question. I got super excited and super concerned. And um, your friendships are important. Your your friendships, relationships, uh, mentorships—they're all important. Mm-hmm. And so let's just let's let's just uh, place them all in the toolbox and say, you know, you have certain friends who, and I, I don't want to compartmentalize friendship. Let me start with that. Don't want to compartmentalize it. Um, but you have certain friends who serve certain purposes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I was, this is actually, you know, told to me. And I, I thanked her. It was actually one of my uh, my students. Um, she shared this information with me. And said so she has different friends for different purposes. She has a friend she can be silly with. She has a friend she can go out with. Uh, but she also has her friends who keep her sharp mm-hmm. and, and keep her her thoughts uh, you know, ever growing. So the challenge is you just to be, just to be different and to adapt and to um, be better and whatever that means for you. Yeah. And so when it comes to habits, uh, it it is okay. Let me just say this: it is okay to have friends, um, you know, which you do certain things with. I have friends that I will go out with. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to have these kind of constructive conversations with them. It's just. It's, it's not, I probably could, but, mm-hmm. you know, I just, I haven't yet. And I have my friends who I would like to have these conversations with. Uh, when it comes to my business, I don't talk business with everybody. Mm-hmm. I have my friends who I will talk business with. And so when it comes to habits, you know, if, if your friends aren't going to be the ones to help you or build you up without enabling you and trying to break a bad habit or slow you down from creating a new habit. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, it, you can still have them around. I'm not saying cut your friends off. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think that's that's a choice people can make within themselves. But, you know, look elsewhere. Find a mentor. Yeah. Someone that's going to teach you something new. Yeah. Uh, encourage you in a way you haven't had before. And, you know, there's, a, there's an old proverb in the Bible. And I am going to be biblical. It's Go Proverbs ahead. 27. 7. Okay. I read this years ago. This is probably 12 years ago. I read it for the first time and changed my life. I remembered it ever since. Mm-hmm. 27, 17 in Proverbs. Uh, as iron sharpens iron, so does a man countenance sharpen another man. So basically, mm-hmm. your friendships keep you sharp. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, is what we do for each other. Mm-hmm. We keep each other sharp. Um, and, I, you know, I appreciate your friendship. I think that these calls like this, these conversations, the podcast, the Instagram lives, the in-person conversation, mm-hmm. we we, t- we can challenge each other, keep each other accountable, and encourage each other in a way that, that is necessary. Yeah. Your friendships are very important for your habits. So, so, so important. So important. Um, having people that know more than you about whatever, and you can know more than them about whatever. Mm-hmm. And when you can have friends that where no one is threatened or offended by that, by that truth or like that reality is maybe a better way to put it, that reality, yeah. then you're in, then you're in a good place. I, I agree with every single thing that you said. So I will add this, that one of the most important things that you can do for yourself and your relationships is getting really clear about where you're going to be. So where are you going to be in five years? Where are you going to be in 10 years? Where are you going to be at the end of 2021? Yeah. And now you can manage your friendships accordingly, pouring into the relationships that are aligned with that goal and maybe backing up on the relationships where, yeah, like, you know, we're still cool, but you're not really tied to that five-year situation. Or, like, you know, yeah. we're, you know, I can kind of feel us, like, um, moving apart. What is, how do we use, usually say it? Growing apart. Growing Grow apart. apart. Um, and, and letting that be okay because I'm going over here and I see that you're going over there. And that's cool because that's I'm yeah. committed to where I'm going. Um mm-hmm. So I think that having that idea direction, that direction of where you're going, that will that can inform your decisions about what you're going to do with your relationships. When you can get really clear on that, those kinds of decisions about your relationships, how you're spending your time become so much easier because you're not doing on a case by case basis. You're doing it like as a. A more like you're 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 making decisions like from an aerial view Saying, okay, like this is where I'm at. This is where I want to go. So now everything else kind of naturally falls off and falls into place yeah. because of your clarity around yeah. the direction you're going. Hmm. Making a plan. Making a plan. You need a plan. Yeah. Speaking of plan, 2021. Okay, 2021. We all need a plan for. <laughs> <laughs> We all need a plan, a strategy for how we are going to get into this year. Um, just on a personal level, James, tell me, tell us, tell, tell, tell me how you're feeling about like the upcoming new year. What are your, what are your thoughts? So, uh, let me, let me preface it with this 2020, although it has been a very, very weird ride on a personal level, it's been a great ride. Mm-hmm. I've learned so many things about myself through yeah. this year. Uh, not not just from the, the highs that I've had, but the lows as well, and how I, can, uh, how I can grow from them and learn from them. So moving forward, 2021, you know, it's this, uh, I'm, I find myself straddling this very fine line between ambition and practicality. Okay. And so like you said, this aerial view of these these this goal or these things you want to do. Um, but then on the ground, you have to make this plan, this practical plan to get to that aerial view. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so 2021 for me personally, uh, healthy fit is, is going to be a name that people will know. Mm-hmm. Um, whether that is, first of all, it's going to be in Richmond because, you know, I'm a part of it. 
Mm-hmm. So people will know about Healthy Fit RVA. Uh, however, on the on the corporate scale, we do have other locations around the country. Um, and both fortunately and unfortunately with COVID, COVID has definitely revealed that underlying health issues uh, are, you know, I'm not a scientist. I don't really know all the ins and outs about COVID. But from what I've seen, the underlying health issues have, have come to the forefront uh, of how people's health is super important, which will make health care all the more important, mm-hmm. which makes myself and my team of Ironworks people, you know, we keep you in the sharp. Uh, mm-hmm. We have a lot of things coming forward in 2021 that's going to be very exciting, not just for us personally in the business realm, mm-hmm. but for, you know, everyone whom we touch, the patients, um, our business partners, physicians, whomever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, personally, business-wise, that's going to be excellent. I bought a new car. I'll be driving everywhere next year. Okay. Um, you know, I plan on taking trips. I have a lot of PTO I need to use. And so come on down to Atlanta. One thing I like about what you said, um, is I will, you said, I, you said people will, and I will, that's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, language is so important, you know, like not saying, I hope that, or it would be really nice if but what you're doing is again, we're sending a message to our own mind. Of yeah. this is this is what's going to happen, and if you if you feed into that so much that you really believe it, that I will mm-hmm. do blank whatever that whatever that I will whatever it is, and you find that you start to organize your life and your thoughts to make that thing reality, so that's important, and so I wanted to point that out. I didn't even know I said that until you mm-hmm. <laughs> brought it up, mm-hmm. but. No, it's it's powerful. It is. Absolutely. It is. So as people are going into this new year with new resolutions, new habits that they like to form, new ways of being, what advice would you give them as like they're reflecting on this year and creating a plan, hopefully, for next mm-hmm. year? What advice do you have for them? The first thing I will say, uh, and I, I think we are all guilty of this, is you are not alone. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is you are trying to start, change, create, whatever. You know, there's so many people on this planet, on this earth, in this country, in your city, mm-hmm. who has probably had the same idea, the same thought, and has either accomplished it, Mm-hmm. Or it's tried it enough to know what works and what doesn't work. You are not alone. So if you reach out to someone and just talk, uh, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. um, I think that's the that's something we all I think take for granted. Uh, we just we want to carry this burden by ourselves so much, so badly. Again, whatever it is, I don't I don't even know what it is, you know. Mm-hmm. But you're not the only person who's wanted to do that. I almost guarantee you that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. but that's that's definitely the first thing I would say. You're not alone. Reach out to somebody, talk to somebody. If they don't have the answer, they probably know someone who does. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the internet is a wonderful tool. You can use that. So that's that's definitely the first thing I would say. Um, the next the next thing when it comes to like 2021 and we'll keep it around creating habits is. And I mentioned this a moment ago, is finding the line between ambition and practicality. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we can be very ambitious. And let's use the gym. I mean, like I said, this is the realm in which I work. Uh, fitness, medical fitness, health, wellness, all that. And so we have these lofty goals. And there's nothing wrong with it. Uh, you know, to lose X number of pounds, put on mm-hmm. X number of pounds, to run a marathon, whatever half marathon even that's still a tall order mm-hmm. but the ambition has to be matched in some way with the practicality of it um and you're familiar with this it's mm-hmm. called smart goals mm-hmm. you know um and i'm not going to get into the acronyms but uh, having smart goals to where it is kind of flirting with that line between ambition and practicality yeah and so with the habits get lofty you know, have that ambitious goal, mm-hmm. but let's, you know, if it's too ambitious, not realistic, tailor it back some mm-hmm. and uh, find a practical way to approach it. Yeah. 
you know. Uh, yeah, I think that's well. I will now. I'll come back to this when it comes to if the goal or the habit that you want to form is too ambitious and you do not reach it. Mm-hmm. Again, find a way to give yourself grace. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it wasn't failure. You didn't fail unless you learn nothing. If you learn nothing, then I am sorry. Uh, you have failed, my friend. But um, give yourself grace enough to learn and adapt and mm-hmm. grow mm-hmm. into the new habits you want to form, a new version of yourself. Mm-hmm. That's all I got. I'm not going anymore. That's Look, three. <laughs> that w- there were three real good ones. Okay. There were three really, really good ones. And so we're going to wrap on that. We're going to wrap on that. Because I, th- I think Let's that's perfect. Thank you, James. It's been a pleasure, Taylor. I always enjoy conversating with you.